You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we're so glad to greet everyone who's listening on 670, uh, pardon me, WNDZ 750 AM, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. As one of the largest human services organizations in the Midwest, Catholic Charities Immigration Services supports hundreds of immigrants and refugees every year in Cook and Lake Counties. Some of the services that we provide include food, shelter, counseling, medical assistance, medical screenings, uh, legal assistance, uh, and family support. Our goal is to assist immigrants and refugees with holistic wraparound services that accompany them on their journey to becoming as self-sufficient as possible. Throughout 2021, the welfare and safety of immigrants has been an urgent international concern. From our southern border to the dangerous situation in Afghanistan, Catholic Charities is working with partners around the globe to offer humanitarian aid to thousands of people in need. Nancy Gavilanis is Catholic Charities Director of Immigration and Naturalization Services here in Chicago, and she joins us today to provide an update on all of the good ways that her department is helping immigrants right here in our city. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you for inviting me. So delighted that you're with us today. Can you share with us a little bit about the history of your department, Nancy? Of course. Um, our department was established in 1972 to provide low-cost quality immigration legal services and an efficient, professional, and caring manner to low-income immigrants and their families. Uh, we guide them through the immigration process. It's very complex, right? And help them understand their rights and avoid unscrupulous practitioners. Uh, sometimes our immigrants are taking advantage um, and they pay large amount of money and they do not get the benefit that they are looking for. The focus of our program is family reunification. We help US citizens and lawful permanent residents reunite with their family members. Um, the family members could be residing here or could be residing abroad. Our immigration program became recognized by the Department of Justice in 1979. And our specialists are accredited also by the Department of Justice. Uh, I'm going to explain what recognition and accreditation means. means. It's a certification granted by the Department of Justice to nonprofit organizations and non-attorney staff to practice immigration law. In order to get accreditation and recognition, we must um, complete or fulfill all the requirements um, uh, required by uh, the Department of Justice. 
So what is that we require? To demonstrate a history of substantive immigration law uh, trainings and knowledge and a significant experience handling legal cases. So we need to be um, on top of the changes of the immigration law matters uh, and also for effective counseling, a specialist must additionally have knowledge in criminal and civil law matters that are applicable to the representation of the immigration, the immigrants and refugees. Um, we provide legal counsel to non-clients and, and clients via in office and over the phone consultations. File for legal immigration benefits with the federal government, write legal arguments advocating for applicants' rights and their detailed interpretation of the law. And physically, we represent clients in our district office here in Chicago. And Nancy, I know Catholic Charities has been so fortunate to have you serving in your role for a number of years. How many years is it since you've uh, started working oh. in the Immigration and Naturalization <laughs> Services? Almost 35 years. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just started. Um, a few more months, a couple of more months, and I will be 30 years um, of servicing Catholic Charities in this program. I started as an immigration uh, specialist. Believe me, it has been gratifying. I, I have helped thousands of people um, achieve the legal status here in Chicago, in the United States. Um, I, as I mentioned previously, our goal is family reunification. So we strengthen families through our family reunification program. I feel that through our services, we empower our clients and provide a sense of security and well-being uh, by helping them to become uh, established here and obtain their legal status. And how many immigration specialists do you supervise now? And where are they located around Cook and Lake counties? I supervise six specialists, as I said before, DOJ accredited or Department of J accredited. And four of them work from, from this office in Chicago. Um, one, so five days a week. Um, one especially, uh, the specialists work three days a week from our regional office in Cicero. Uh, and two days from the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, located in the Plains. The other specialist works four days a week from our Catholic Charities office in Waukegan, and one day a week from the community center in Waukegan as well, uh, which is part of Catholic Charities, but located in a different um, uh, building. And so besides emergency assistance, what are some of the other services that you and your department uh, provide, uh, legal documentation and, you know, so many other things? Can you share with us some of the, the details of, of the type of services and documentation that you assist with? We provide legal consultations. We assess clients for any benefits that they might um, be seeking, or sometimes they come to to request a benefit um, and they do not qualify for that and they, they might qualify for something else. Um, so we do family-based applications. Um, uh, as a process completed either here in the States or the council is abroad. The Fair Action for Childhood Arrivals or known as DACA for individuals who came to the United States while under the age of 16, I think probably Many people are um, 
aware of DACA and what is going on with DACA. So it's a discretionary relief that allows uh, individuals to receive temporary protection from deportation, employment authorization for two years, and also um, with the possibility of extension. Um, we help applicants for um, uh, domestic violence um, applications or, or VAWA, Violence Against Women uh, and Women Act, and U visas for individual victims of crimes. Uh, we also help with temporary protected status as a temporary benefit that is given to individuals who cannot return to their country of origin due to extreme circumstances. Could be war, could be earthquakes, um, environmental disaster, or other extraordinary and temporary conditions. Um, we help with naturalization and citizenship, green card renewals and replacements, uh, community outreach and education on different immigration issues as well as on immigrants' rights and um, what benefits they might be entitled to. What a wide range of important services you provide, Nancy. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity, and when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Nancy Gavilanes, who's Catholic Charities Director of Immigration and Naturalization Services. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass.
Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my great pleasure today to be with Nancy Gavilanis, who is Catholic Charities Director of Immigration and Naturalization Services. Um, Nancy, you had mentioned uh, green cards and, and helping people apply for U.S. citizenship. Can you share a little bit with our audience about why people do pursue a green card instead of uh, starting the process of becoming a U.S. citizen? What's the process? How long does it take? Um, and what does a green card allow? In a green card is the first step prior to applying for U.S. citizenship. A green card gives its holder the legal right to live and work in the United States on a permanent basis, as well the possibility to petition a spouse and unmarried children under the family-based visas to become a lawful permanent resident, you need a petitioner. U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents can petition for some family members. Depending on the family relationship, these relatives are given different levels of priority. The highest priority goes to the spouse, children under 21, and parents of U.S. citizens. Um, this priority is known as immediate relatives, but that does, there are no cap on this um, uh, kind of visas. But that doesn't mean that um, they will be here immediately. Um, they have to wait. Um, the number of, of, of visas allocated for the other groups are limited, and it depends on the country of origin. Mexico, China, China and India are the most, um, the most immigrants that come based on family-based visas. So the, length is, uh, the process is very lengthy. Um, so the, the, num the number of years could be arranged between Actually, currently is between two years and 23 years. Oh, um, wow. Usually, um, people, most, most of our clients uh, have family members outside and they have to wait uh, in their country of origin. And so what, would, what, would, what, what are the factors that um, create that cre large uh, increased variation there between two years and 23 years. Well, what would be the reason someone would get a green card in two years versus that long? Plus 20 years is really a remarkable number. Family members, spouses, children under 21, and parents are given a priority, immediate priority. So th those people are becoming uh, lawful permanent residents within two years now. As siblings of US citizens, 
they are the ones who have to wait 30, 20, 23, I'm sorry, 23 years. Okay. That, they're, they're process, yes, while they are processing their uh, green card. That makes sense. And so um, for those applying for U.S. citizenship, can you share a little bit about the differences between applying for a green card versus, you know, applying for the, the longer U.S. citizenship uh, uh, degree or, you know, credential? So, so let me, so let me explain what's the difference. The difference, the green card is as the step prior to become a citizen. You cannot apply for citizenship unless you are a, a, a lawful permanent resident, unless you have a green card. Understood. So in order to apply for citizenship, you need to comply with certain requirements, and one of the requirements is um, being a lawful permanent resident, and be at least 18 years old have a green card for five years or three if you are married to a U.S. citizen, can write, read, and speak basic English. Um, during the last five years, you cannot um, be outside of the country for more than a year, for six months, but now longer than a year. Um, have knowledge of the Constitution as well as the form and principles of the U.S. government. If you meet all these requirements, you have to complete an immigration form or a federal form N-400 pay $725 fee. And if uh, immigration, when, um, when, if they are okay with all the application and, the, and what you um, wrote in this application, then they will uh, um, ask you to attend a biometric appointment. After the biometric appointment, an interview will be set up for you. And uh, this interview is where you, they test you on your knowledge of the constitution, the civics, the, the knowledge, the basic knowledge of English. There are exemptions, certain exemptions to this rule of passing the, the test in, uh, in English. You can pass if you are exempt in, in your own language, but you have to. Um, so what would test. be the average amount of time for those with a green card who apply for US citizenship? Is it- Five years. Five years, okay. Five years is that's the basic. I'm just imagining how tremendous that is once that U.S. on that day that that U.S. citizenship is achieved. You know, because it is a very complicated, long process. Right, right. I mean, if, if uh, sometimes we go with them, um, we represent them. They need uh, moral support, and we go with them. So, and it's, yeah, it's unbelievable the feeling that they have knowingly that they are U.S. citizens, that they cannot be deported, that they, they can apply for um, jobs, the federal government jobs, and other, they can vote, so their voice can be heard through vote. Um, it's amazing. And so those in the process of getting the green card, um, during that process, you recommend that um, immigrants apply for a TIN number, uh, which is easier to get and allows them some stability as they're establishing their lives in the United States. Can you share a little about, a bit about a TIN number and what that does allow? Yes, sure. Uh, it is an individual taxpayer identification number. Um, it is a tax processing number is uh, um, issued by the IRS uh, office to individuals uh, who are not eligible to get a social security number or people who um, are undocumented. We recommend our clients who are in the process of obtaining the green card to apply for a 19 number. 
to be able to file their income tax while they are waiting to become lawful permanent residents. Uh, doing this, um, we explain to the client that they are proving uh, good moral character and their intentions to continue obeying the laws of the United States, both federal and state uh, laws. That's a very important uh, intermediary level of feeling like you belong, and, and you're, you're so wise to help them and advise them to get the TIN number um, as part of the process. Yes, uh, yes. Um, that is the one way to show um, the government that they're, they belong here, um, that they obey the law, and they are ready to be lawful permanent residents. And then they feel like they belong once they feel like they're yes. uh, uh, part of the system or part of the process, right? That's correct. So we're going to yes. take another quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our discussion with Nancy Gavilanes. Please stay tuned. In recent weeks, many people have reached out to Catholic Charities to ask what we are doing to help our Afghan brothers and sisters. They also ask how they can join us in our work. Current estimates suggest that 50,000 refugees are headed to our shores in the coming weeks. Based on a decade of experience in refugee resettlement, we predict that it will cost $50,000 to resettle a family of four for six months. This includes housing, food, clothing, and other urgent needs as they establish new lives in Chicago. As Jesus tells us, whatsoever you do for the least of my people, that you do unto me. Please assist us as we welcome the first 10 families. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate to our special refugee resettlement appeal or call 312-948-6087. special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. 
Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and I'm so delighted to be here today with Nancy Gavilanes, who is Catholic Charities Director of Immigration and Naturalization Services. Nancy, could you share with our audience a few stories of uh, immigrants and refugees who have worked with your team and seen their lives improve because of it? Yes, of course. Um, I have two in mind. Um, one, um, a few years ago, a resident from the house of the Good Shepherd was referred to us. She was 20 years old with three children. She did not speak English. Uh, she was abused by her domestic partner. After careful legal screening of her case, we determined that she qualified for the U visa application. We guided her during the process and after three years, she was granted U visa. In the meantime, she had employment authorization. She found a full-time job. She was able to save money, learn basic English, and gain emotional stability while she was um, at the house of the Good Shepherd. Um, the, she transitioned to her own apartment through the transitional housing, uh, Catholic Charities trans Transitional Housing. And um, we helped her with the uh, lawful permanent resident application after the after the U visa, uh, which takes more or less three, three years. She went to a beauty school uh, where she graduated successfully. Her goal is to become US citizen and she is planning to come to us to uh, complete the paperwork. Now, um, she is also in the process of um, opening up her own business a beauty salon. No doubt that she will accomplish that. Um, that so is a wonderful story. And, and another story, I'm yeah, sorry. Please go ahead. Another story that we have is this client. Um, this is recently, this just happened. Um, it is a client who is at the fair action for childhood arrivals. Uh, she was a holder of the DACA uh, status. And she married a U.S. citizen, um, but not because she's married to a U.S. citizen, she can apply for her uh, visa immediately or apply and get her uh, lawful permanent resident status here in the States. Um, the client came undocumented when she was seven years old. Currently, she is around 20, probably 27, 29. Um, so now that she's married to a U.S. citizen, um, in 2018, she applied for her green card. Uh, her final interview came around March 2020. And because of the pandemic, um, they, Ciudad uh, Juarez in Mexico, she's from Mexico, uh, canceled that, um, that um, application or that interview. So we waited for one year and we didn't get 
anything from the, from Ciudad Juarez. Uh, so we reach out to them and uh, we discover that uh, they closed the case uh, because um, she didn't contact them on time. So we advocated for her and uh, the, with the Department of State. Uh, we wrote a brief, we wrote statements, uh, we gathered a lot of documentation to prove that um, to not, because it was not her fault that the Ciudad Juarez U.S. Consulate in Ciudad Juarez canceled her final interview and was closing her case. And another issue that she had is that she had 178 days of unlawful presence. The law said that if you accrue 180, so two days shy from um, being um, from her unlawful presence to be barred for three years outside of the country. So we advocated for her um, a lot. And um, she just went to Ciudad Juarez. They opened up her case uh, back. And um, she went to Ciudad Juarez in August and she was granted local permanent residence. What a difference um, you made in her life, Nancy. Um, before we run out of time, can you please share with our audience uh, a phone number or an email address for uh, anyone in the audience listening to contact you if they can, uh, if they need assistance as well? So any anyone, clients or not clients, they need to call 312-427-7078. Um, the receptionist will get all the information, uh, contact information from them. A specialist will call a client or non-client uh, back within 48 hours. And um, we do not have an email address dedicated for immigration matters, but each specialist will provide their work email as needed. They can call anytime. You do uh, such great to. work, Nancy, and making such a Thank phenomenal you. difference in people's lives. Thank you so much for being on the show today to share all the great things happening in the Naturalization Immigration Department. My pleasure, and I appreciate this invitation. Thank you so much. And we invite everyone back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and on behalf of everyone at Catholic Charities, we wish you a great week.